Welcome to Nerman's Podcast, episode 397. Today is Wednesday, September 6th, 2023. Welcome to spring in the Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> there has been a noticeable change over the past few days or past week or whatever. And it's mostly about nighttime temperatures more than, more than anything. Because in the run-up to September 1st, it was often around freezing, zero, zero Celsius, 32 Fahrenheit, uh, at night was the low. But sometimes it was like minus two, which is, what would that be? It's around 28 degrees, I guess, Fahrenheit. So it was cold at night. But after September 1st or thereabouts, it suddenly started being warmer, as warm as, say, nine degrees at night, which is about 48 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's a huge difference going from from 28 degrees Fahrenheit to 48 degrees Fahrenheit overnight. And it was quite nice. But then in the daytime, it's starting to slowly get a little bit warmer. Today at my house, it hit 19 degrees, which is just over 66 degrees Fahrenheit. And although by my standards, it's not especially warm, it's approaching mild, but it's not exactly warm. Nevertheless, it feels so warm compared to how it's been lately. It's been many degrees cooler in the 50s or even high 40s during the daytime that I just felt like it was it was like the middle of summer by comparison. And so I opened up the windows because otherwise if I opened the doors, Leo would be running in and out and I had things to do, including record, and I couldn't be chasing after him every few minutes. So I opened the windows instead. And I did that over the weekend, I think it was, or one day last week, I can't remember when it was. And it's something I haven't done for months and months and months and months, because it's been winter, it's been too cold. And I didn't close the, this is Friday, actually, I remember this now, because I uh, went to have dinner with the family over at my brother-in-law's house, and I shut all the curtains before I left and uh, turned on the light and because Leo was here by himself. And then I came home and watched TV and, and whatnot and went to bed. And then the next day, all of a sudden, I was sitting in my chair that afternoon. This is Saturday now. And I heard this rustling outside, which is the cover on the patio uh, table and chairs. And I thought, why am I hearing that so loudly? The wind isn't that strong. And you can probably see this coming. I hadn't closed the windows on Friday or overnight or during the day. <laughs> So uh, I, the next day, I think it was, it was still warm. And so I opened the windows again, but I put a reminder on my phone to tell me to close them at, at a particular time. I think I made it five or something. And so I did. I went and I closed them all. Well, the same thing was going on today. It was quite warm, like I said. And so I opened the windows and set a reminder on my phone to, so that make sure I close the windows and don't leave them open overnight again. Although I was also not home on Friday. It wasn't just that they were open. During the evening, I wasn't even home. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. <laughs> that actually touches on the main topic I wanted to talk about uh, today, which is about my personal organization system. Not it itself, but sort of the whys and wherefores about that. And I'll talk about that at the more towards the end of the episode. So if you don't want to hear that sort of thing, I'll... That's not for a little bit yet. I wanted to touch a little bit on the pool noodle situation 
because it is interesting to me that it seems to be the the patio cover seems to be working better now than it did before I put the pool noodles on. And my th- this is my theory. I don't know this, but my theory is because it's sort of a that that foam is sort of sort of almost rubbery in a sense. I think it it prevents the cover from moving around quite as much as it used to. And which is a good thing because it means it won't rub through in the same way. But it also means that it doesn't make quite so much noise. The reason it made so much noise on that Saturday and a couple of days afterwards, I found out, was because there were more tie-downs on the bottom of it. There were um, two sets on each side, and I hadn't realized that. I'd only tied down the corners. And um, so I tied those to the legs of the chair, and that pretty much stopped all that rustling that I was hearing. It does seem to function better than the old one did, and I think what I want to do is I want to get a couple of those plastic things that look like a big X that you put flower pots on outside because they're they're meant to take weight and they also allow, well, in this case, air circulation underneath. Well, I suppose they do <laughs> under pots too. And the reason I want those is because I want to put them on the tabletop under the cover and then put a couple of uh, concrete um, pavers I've got on top of them rather than a sack of dirt I've got sitting on top of the table right now, which it's not an ideal situation. And that should keep everything um, down. I haven't tied down. I was going to originally put ropes over like I did the first time. I haven't done that yet. And it's still not billowing all over the place. So that's a good sign. And I also haven't used the grommet maker to put any uh, grommets on the sides or whatever, partly because I couldn't figure out what I was going to hook anything onto. And so I decided not to not to bother. But I'm still glad I got the grommet maker because there have been times I really wanted one and didn't have one. And I didn't want to go get one just for that one job. Well, now, next time I need, next time I need one, I've got one. <laughs> so, you know, everybody wins. But that's the, that's the, actually the main thing that I've accomplished over the past week, I guess, was a little fine tuning of that, but observing it and seeing that it's actually so far, mind you, we haven't had any big, had any big storms yet. So far it's, it's working much better than the first one did. And I'll take it. Now, today I wanted to talk a bit about what is behind my personal organization system. And I have, I've talked about the, the system itself before, probably too much, and I'm not going to talk about it in any great detail today. I have done a series of posts about it, about the main parts of it, and I'll put links to all of those posts in the show notes so that if you really do want to hear about it, maybe you're a glutton for punishment or something, <laughs> you can go and read those posts because I talk in detail about how they actually worked in the real world. And... Uh, of course, I talked about the system itself when I started it back in March of this year. And six months ago today, on March 6th, was the first time I used the uh, sort of kind of to-do lists I made for myself. So that's the, that's the last part of the sections I talk about. And I'm planning on talking about some of what I'm talking what I'm um, in, on my blog. I'm planning on blogging about some of what I'm going to talk about today and and some of the lessons I've learned in that sort of stuff. But it all started. <laughs> well, that's actually a bit dramatic. It wasn't like that. It was an evolution, not a revolution. And what happened was that I had become increasingly dissatisfied over my time in this house 
at my inability to to focus, to remember things, to get things done, all those sorts of things. And it led to me feeling bad about myself because I wasn't getting things done and I felt judged even though nobody actually judged me as far as I know. Nobody said anything to me anyway. They didn't need to because I judged myself harshly. And I, it was not a, a good state. Now, it didn't help that this was going on against the backdrop of COVID and, and COVID restrictions and, and even lockdown. And the last COVID lockdown in 2021, which started in October of 2021, put me in a really bad space. And it did a lot of people, actually. I wasn't the only one. But I don't know why precisely that particular one set me off. I do know that I was absolutely furious at the reason we were going under lockdown. It was because two people who were allegedly gang members illegally crossed into Auckland, which at the time was under a level four lockdown, and allegedly it was to commit a crime. And then they came back to the Waikato and spread COVID. And then whether they were committing a crime other than going into Auckland or not is beside the point because they spread COVID to Hamilton and to Waikato. And then some gang members, whether they were connected to these two people or not, ended up spreading it far and wide in the country to the top of the South Island even. And it just became a big mess. And so I resented these two people deeply for what they did because we'd worked so hard and so long to keep, to, well, to try to eliminate COVID and then to try to keep it under control. And all of that work, all of that sacrifice was destroyed by those two people. And so I was furious with them. But that alone can't explain exactly what was going on. And I just think I was worn out as well. And I didn't really recover in 2022. It never really got any better for me that whole year. And you can see that even that one simple, simple statistic, the number of blog posts I did in 2022 was the lowest um, of, of any year since Nigel died. And it was because I was just in such a bad space virtually the entire year. And by the end of the year, I was beginning to think, I've got to find some way forward. And that's why I, I came up with the idea of doing this um, personal organization system. And so what I did is I went to, to YouTube, among other places, to try to see what other people had come up with for trying to organize themselves. And I ran across a video of, I think it might have been a couple of people, but one in particular uh, who had ADHD, and they talked about the things that work for them and the way their brain is wired. And I realized that there were similarities there in the way my brain is wired. Now, I need to say bluntly and clearly, I am not suggesting that I am ADHD or just ADD. I have not been diagnosed, and there is about an 18-month waiting list, 12 to 18-month waiting list to be evaluated. So that's not going to happen. But in a sense, it doesn't matter whether I am or not, for me, because I have to find ways to cope with, with my situation and how my life is and how my brain works and all that sort of stuff. But the point is that I took from that what would be useful for me. Now, I have things in common with people who do have ADHD, hyperfocus, time blindness, all that sort of stuff. But the main problem is because I can't focus well, I forget things all the time. And that was the number one issue I was trying to address with creating my, my personal organization system. The first thing that actually occurred to me among all of them was to come up with a thing I called somewhere safe. 
so that I could write down, whenever I found something, I could write down where I put it. It doesn't matter what it is specifically, but when I was putting the system together, I couldn't find my hole punch to, you know, punch holes in the sheets so I could put the sheets into the ring binder. And when I found it, kind of by accident, <laughs> I put it away and I wrote down exactly where it was so the next time I needed it, which I did in a few weeks, I could find it easily. So that's an example. And that has worked really well. I just haven't used it all that much because I haven't I haven't refound anything. So I can't really talk about it, about that in any great detail. But so far, it's been really useful. I wish I had started it years ago because it would have made my life so much easier over the, the first three years in this house. But nevertheless, I, you know, I got there eventually. And the other thing I started that has been very helpful is a sort of kind of to-do list. It's based on something called the Ivy Lee method. And if you want to know more about that, I've blogged about it today, about that part of my system. But the Ivy Lee method was developed by this guy named Ivy Lee, who lived about a century ago. And he uh, was doing consulting for Bethlehem Steel. He's considered the father of modern public relations, which isn't necessarily a good thing in my opinion, but anyway. And what it is, is that you're supposed to, each day, each evening, you are supposed to write down six tasks for the next day and no more than six, and you prioritize them. And then you go through them one after the other in order. And if you finish um, at, before the end of the day, then you add, then you can add tasks on. But any tasks you don't complete, then you put it on your, on your list for the next day. And the theory behind it is that no one has unlimited energy or attention. And that if you prioritize the tasks you need to get done, you'll be more efficient and productive. That's the theory behind it. And it's also related to the, to the theory that it's impossible for humans to multitask. Now, I know lots of people who, who claim that they can, but cognitive scientists are increasingly convinced that it's just not a thing that humans can do, that we may think that we're multitasking, but we're still only focusing on one task at a time. I'm not going to get into the, into the weeds of that one because I don't know. I'm not a cognitive scientist. All I can say is that I can't multitask and that I, it, it's almost, <laughs> it's like I'm focusing on one thing and then all of a sudden something shiny gets my attention and I'm off on that. It's sort of a magpie thing in some ways. And so this system helps avoid that because anything that's truly important and time sensitive or has a deadline, I will put on my calendar and in the apps, the reminders app on my Mac and devices, it, it's synced with all of them. So I'm always connected to that. And the reminders app in particular sends me alerts that I can't dismiss, well, I can dismiss them, but I mean, it doesn't go away until I mark it as completed if I give it a deadline. And that's been really useful to make sure I don't miss anything really important, like closing windows, for example. Everything else I put on this list, six items, up a maximum of six items, they're tasks that I would like to do on a given day. Like on Wednesdays, I have podcasting listed. I have blogging listed every day. I may not necessarily do them, all those things, or I may have to move them to another day or whatever. But the point is I'm writing them down which gives me sort of a personal accountability to myself, but also a way of just keeping track of this stuff. And that has been really helpful. It's also been useful for me to look back to see when I did a certain thing, like, I don't know, change the sheets or whatever, so that I can make sure I don't let it go too long. 
And it, it's because that sort of thing just isn't in my mind. It doesn't reg register at the time when I did it. So I need a way of following up later to see how much time has passed so I can do it in a timely manner. And I have this other problem that I've talked about on the blog as well that I call project blindness, which means that a project can be right in front of me and I might not see it at all. And the way it works, here's, a, here's an example. Some months back, actually might have been a year or two by now, I got some um, uh, holders, a, a toilet roll holder and a hand towel holder matching. Uh, they, I actually had one of each uh, from the last house because when I painted the, the toilet and the main bathroom, the toilet room, not the throne, <laughs> um, Nigel and I bought new ones, a new toilet roll holder and towel holder for that and also another set for the ensuite. Well, I never got a chance to, to paint the ensuite. So I still had those. And I thought, I want to get a matching set for the, the main bathroom and the, and the toilet. Again, the room, not the throne. <laughs> and so I find, I happened to find the receipt and I got, I went into the store and I got the, another set. And then I, I already had installed a towel, the t hand towel holder in the main bathroom because I was having guests come over every week at that time or most weeks. And I put the toilet roll holder in the ensuite because the whole reason I wanted to change them partly is I needed them to match because of course I did. <laughs> but the other thing was that the one that the, the builder put in, first of all, it was installed wrong, but secondly, it was fixed. So it wouldn't move and I could only put on a standard size toilet roll and I like the extra long one so I don't have to change them so often. It's a simple, simple pleasure in life, you know? <laughs> so I got, I, I changed that out. And I had the box for the hand towel holder, and I put it on the windowsill in the, the ensuite. Now, at the time, to be fair to me, I wasn't sure where I wanted to put it. It had to be somewhere that wasn't going to be in the way. And so I put it off for a while, and then the box has been there ever since, probably a year or two that it's been sitting on the windowsill. And every time I go into the ensuite for whatever reason, to put um, washing in the, in the laundry basket that's the the, you know, for the dirty clothes, it's right under the window. Or if I go to the to the basin, which is right in front of the window, um, right next to the window, rather, I see it, in a sense. I see it, but I don't see it. And so this is a problem I haven't quite worked out how to solve yet, but it is one of the things that's going to be coming up um, in my further revisions. And the whole sum total of all of this stuff is about figuring out ways to capture my attention so that I'm aware of these things and deal with projects and also that I don't let things slip through. Well, there were certain bills that I paid late. I paid my house and contents insurance late twice. I was paying it annually rather than monthly, which is the mistake. And um, there were other smaller bills that I'd forgotten to pay because I just... It, it just was not in front of me. It was, I could not, it could not, I could not keep it in my attention. The system that I've developed over the past six months, or refined over the six months, I should say, has taken care of nearly all of those problems. And by doing that, it's reduced the mental clutter that I have, the, the, the fluff that's stuck inside my brain and making it hard for me to focus on other things that um, somewhere else where I write down the things that I find so I don't lose them again, that means that I don't have to remember where I put all of those things or try to remember <laughs> where I 
accurately. So that's gone. That's not having to be in my brain anymore. The fact that I set reminders and calendar reminders about things that are time sensitive or have deadlines mean that I don't have to try to remember when I have to go see the dental hygienist or whatever it is. I can look it up or it will tell me when I need to do it. And that has been a tremendous help. And even the, the Ivy Lee-ish, uh, to-do-ish list <laughs> that I use also helps me get get things done. Even things like mowing the lawns or, or running the dishwasher or doing laundry, whatever it might be, I can write it down and I can plan my day around that sort of thing. And it's been immensely helpful. It has made a huge, huge difference. And all of this gets back to this whole grief journey thing that I was talking about a bit last time. And it's related in the sense that I came to all of this because I am a widower, but it's not caused by that. There is a, there's a real life phenomenon that people who lose a spouse or partner face. It's called widow brain. And it's this, this constant mental fog and inability to concentrate and remember and all of those sorts of things. And it typically lasts for 12 to 18 months for most people. Now, there are some who don't have it at all or for a very short time, and others it can go on for years. In my case, it was roughly a year that I was in a really bad way, but even less than that. In the first six months or so, I made a point of always having somebody go with me to an important meeting. My brother-in-law went with me when I had to go to the, whenever I had to go to my solicitor, uh, lawyer, or to the real estate office to sign the contracts and so on. One of my sisters-in-law went with me to the cardiologist to two appointments there because I couldn't be sure that I would be able to absorb whatever they were saying. And I needed somebody else there to help me, help me with that. Well, that went away over time. But the lack of focus and what I thought was poor memory kept on. And you may recall, I blamed it all on my medications for quite some time. Well, it wasn't the medications, I don't think. I think it was underlying brain chemistry and stuff. But I also realized that when Nigel was alive, a lot of this stuff was sort of kept in check. And that was because I had obligations to our family and to our household. And so I, I was able to focus on those particular things. Now, plenty, plenty of stuff slipped through the cracks. My office was never tidy at our last house, ever. And in the house before that, it was very often untidy. And so was his, for that matter. It's not just me. The last house was never sorted. Our garage was never tidied in the nearly, well, I lived there about three years. He obviously less. So these are things that have been going on for a very, 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 very long time. And it's only been in the past year to maybe six to nine months, we'll say, that I've actually been working on trying to fix this, or actually more accurately, to find a way to organize around it, to take the realities that I face because of the way my brain works and the way I'm wired and my brain chemistry, all that sort of stuff, and come up with a system that lets me act as if it's not, to live as if that's just perfectly ordinary. And... So far, so good. So far, it's worked. And there have been many times over the past nearly four years when I thought to myself that I've gone around a corner or that things are getting better and only to be thrown back by something rather like a lockdown caused by two alleged gang members. <laughs> you know, it could be something like that or it could be something totally unknown to me. But the larger point here is that because I listen to myself and 
really thought hard about what was going on with me and realized that these are things that have been going on for decades or maybe even my whole life, it made it easier for me then to focus in on what would work for me to compensate for those things so that I could do things more like other people seem to seem to do from my perspective, seem to do with perfect ease and no trouble and no effort. It's all so easy for them. Because from my perspective, that's what it looks like. Now, maybe I can have a little bit of that myself. So this story, what I'm telling you, is actually a good news story. Because for the first time in nearly four years, I've kind of feel okay. And in the past, whenever anybody has said to me, how, how are you doing? I would say, okay. And then if they want to know more of the last questions. But generally speaking, that's all people want to know. <laughs> but here's the thing. For the first time in four years, I kind of mean it. In previous times, over the, over the past four years, there have been times when I clearly did not mean that literally. I meant okay in the sense of, well, at the moment I'm not, you know, beside myself or whatever. And nowadays, I actually am okay. I'm not into whatever my new life is going to be yet, and I still don't know what it's going to be, and that's a whole topic in itself. I don't know where I'm going in life. I don't know what, what I'm going to be or where I'm going to go, all that sort of stuff, literally where I'm going to go. So all of that is to be determined. But the important thing about it, though, I think, I've discovered, or I should say, I've worked hard, really, really hard, and built what I think, I'm pretty well convinced now, is a good foundation where I can get into whatever this new life is going to be. Once I work that out, which is, oh God, that's a hard thing, let me tell you. So this is a good news story. And when I talk about things in the future, it'll, it'll all actually come back to this. Even though I won't be saying that, it's the reality. The system that I've built, flawed and imperfect though it is, because I am, it's working for me. And that is the most important thing of all. And that is it for today. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Kaketeano. Bye. You can comment on this or any episode of the Airman's Podcast at airmanspodcast.com, where you can also leave a voice message. You can visit and comment on the Amarin's Facebook page, or you can email me with or without a voice message at amarin's at gmail.com. This podcast is a proud member of the Pride 48 Network and is produced and distributed under Creative Commons license. Complete details at the website. Mics, mixers, action. Mark your calendars because this September 15th to 17th, Pride 48 is the place to be. Join us for our grand finale and final annual live streaming podcasting event. Experience the vibrant colors of our community with an entire weekend of LGBTQ and LGBTQ-friendly podcasts from our stable of current shows, some that you haven't heard in many years, and even a few brand new ones. It all kicks off at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Friday, September 15th. More information can be found at our website, pride48.com. Oh, 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 oh,